Couch Fanatics with Chad Lee and Chris Zane. And we are back. It is episode 15 of Fringe Fanatics. I am Chris Zane. And I am Chad Lee. Thanks for tuning in. Chad, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Yeah, we are hitting some struggles. We're trying to get through them, having a little bit of issues. We're recording again today because we lost the first part of the episode to some audio difficulties. So that is why we're here. Things are uh, a little bit different today. Yeah, but yeah. we're going to get through it. I got yeah. faith. We're going to do a little bit of a shorter episode. We're going to skip the leadoff shot because we did that last night. Chad's for, he's abstaining from drinking two nights in a row, which I don't blame him for. It's very smart of him. So I've got shit to do tonight. <laughs> so yeah, no leadoff shot. We're going to hit the bias buzzer beater, and then we're going to run down our week 14 picks, deep dives, and breakdowns. Uh, and then we're going to get out of here. So that way we have a full show. So we did go to the Empower Field and watch the Broncos and Chiefs game where the Chiefs rolled on the Broncos, although the Broncos did make it a close game. And we did have a pretty good time with the live stream. Things went well. Oh, it went really well. We got some good feedback from the live stream, too. I think people really enjoyed that. Definitely. It was cool seeing all the Dons people. It had been yeah, that was a, a good long time. time since I've seen them. A few years since we all went to a game. I, saw, I met Samir for the first time. That was before we even did. Yeah. Um, I- fantasy football so yeah yeah, long definitely but yeah you got to meet the whole crew i think there was like 15 or 16 of us that end up going there but it was a lot of fun and we met some cool people some strangers that walked up to us there was a guy uh selling these huddle hats chris bought one huddle hats right here oh well doyle lamphier is his name you could catch them on instagram at huddle hat or on facebook at huddle up um, they're super cool beanies with detachable face masks. I did buy one. You can see it on the live stream if you want to check it out. Please do. We yeah, they're really cool. need to get some more views on the live stream as well as everything else. So yeah, if you're watching right now, please like, share, subscribe, and follow and rate us on whatever you're watching. Five stars all the way because you know we're that good. So Please rate us. Please rate me. I need it in my life. Yeah, I need, we need to be that. rated. We need those affirmations. Yes, indeed. So here's to the leadoff shot. Cheers, Chad. Cheers to you guys. <laughs> Rolling on to the bias buzzer beater. We are doing something a little bit different. Again, everything's going to be a little bit shorter. Things are different this week. Um, but we are doing a little bit longer of a bias buzzer beater as me and Chad are going to tag team the nuggets on this one. So this is a little bit of a different thing than we've had in the past. Um, but we're going to get going on that right now. Chad, Here we go. Hit that timer okay the nugs are third in the west right now they're playing tonight at seven o'clock against the wizards and uh, washington yeah the washington wizards Mm -hmm. so right now the nuggets are 16 to 10 uh most recently they beat the jazz and Jokic recorded his 80th triple double career triple double he had a great game. In that game, Murray had also 30 points and five assists. He's really starting to step up. And like you said, get we're, we're seeing teases of what we've seen in the past. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. And, you know, we saw it in that game when he uh, had the game winner against Portland and, and went off against Dame. And they kind of had that little back and forth at the end that, uh, that he's finally there. He's coming. Yeah, he's, you know, in the game before that, he had a really huge game where – they were in Portland, and this is probably about you know almost a week ago, where Dame, with about, what did you say, like two seconds to go, hit a three-pointer, and we all thought the game was over. He's doing the Dame time celebration, tapping, yeah, the tapping wrist. his wrist, just, you know, taunting, like stunting on himself. And then right after that, you know, Jokic dishes it off to Murray, 
0.9 seconds left on the clock. He hits a step back three and then ruins the Portland parade. And it was know, awesome. It was, it was amazing. It, it's those type of heroics we've seen from Murray. And that game gave me a lot of flashbacks to the 2019 Western conference finals. When we saw these teams just go head to head battle back and forth. Yeah, so. they definitely did. And it was just nice to see Murray there at the end being that guy, the clutch guy. He's been so clutch in the past. And so it's really nice to see that again. And I really hope we continue to see yeah, that's something Jokic really doesn't like to do. He is definitely more of the guy that's going to give it to somebody else to take yeah. a shot. He will if he has to, but it is nice to see Murray finally there. So Yeah, he draws so much attention that there's always going to be some guy open. So like you said, if, as long as they're keeping their head up and looking, then the, you're the going to get the coming. ball. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then another guy we need to talk about, Aaron Gordon. Um, the guy's finally found his correct role on this team, which you know the last couple of years he's been kind of put into like a – Number two, number three type player, and that's just not where he needs to be. He's more of like a, a you know, I don't want to say a role player, but he ha he has his role on the team, and and that's where he needs to be right now. He doesn't need to be relied on like he has been in the past, and I think you see him kind of flourishing. Yeah, it's crazy because he's actually good at the three ball. Sometimes it's not like he has a super high percentage, but you know they let him shoot he's it, stand in there, get it to him. Yeah, he and, can make it. Yeah, they, every now and then he'll really hit it, and, and then the dunks. Let's That's, not forget about the dunks, oh, Chad. Yeah, definitely not. They're demonstrative, to say the least. I mean, that dude has ups. Yeah, and we talked about it briefly before, but he won, you know, one of, or he lost one of the better dunk competitions in the last probably 10 years. And, uh, you know, he was robbed, but we get to see it on a nightly basis with at least, at least one huge. And that's it. Oh, man. Yep. So that's the Nuggets for you guys. <sighs> Shit. Thanks for listening to that. I know there's uh, 29 other teams out there, but we love our Nuggets. And. Yep. They're starting to come on. They're trying. They really need to win tonight against a bad Wizards They need to get team. a little bit more healthy. MPJ needs to get back and stay healthy, and then this team can make a legitimate push. I think they're at that kind of point where this could be Malone's, you know, they might start talking about his job soon if he doesn't start getting him somewhere yeah. further in the I playoffs. I mean, having a back-to-back -back MVP and really Nothing not really getting show for out it. of the first round, they've... They might. That's a good point. They might start looking at somebody else. I hope not. I like him as a coach. I Me like too. how he calls out the team, and I, he I appreciate the way he he holds everybody accountable. But you know, eventually, you got to do something. You got to move on. Yeah, you yeah. can't just be a perennial playoff team. But I still have faith in him as well. We'll see how it goes. All right, let's get into those week fourteen picks, deep dives, and breakdowns. This week, Chad, we got beat up pretty bad. We didn't do too good. Yeah, there was a few upsets that didn't really go our way. You know, we saw the Panthers upset the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Um, I had the Steelers picked, and they lost. You know, uh, the Cardinals lost, and a lot of those were due to injuries. Yeah, definitely. Injuries are definitely starting to rack up now on a bunch of teams, and a bunch of key players are are getting hurt pretty good. We we were about 50% basically. Yeah. 60% if seven you will. for 13, yeah, right? 7 out of 13 both of us. Um yeah, this this week was tough and this this week as well could also be tough. There's a lot of a lot of games for one and a lot of games that could easily be upset. So, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Um, you, you want to start the deep dive? Yes, I do. Okay, Let's you go for it, Chad. Get Take into it. this because this was our whiskey wager. I'm not going <sighs> to make you do another whiskey shot. We did one just last night. He had to pay up for that whiskey wager because yeah. he picked the Vikings and I took the Lions. And the Lions prevailed. Detroit proved to the masses why Las Vegas had them favored. Two of Goff's three TD passes came 40-plus yards deep. One of those came to went to Jamison Williams, which was his first career catch. 
And then he gave the ball to his dad in the stands, which is really cool. That is cool. I thought that was awesome. And then the other went to a 48-yard pass to DJ Chark, who's another great weapon for them. Uh, the Vikings could have clinched the division title with the win, and they failed to do that. I mean, that uh, Kirk Cousins was talking about how that was a hat and shirt game. It's kind of weird how he's looking forward to that. I, I think you, you would really be yeah. setting your sights a little further than that, but whatever. Uh, so he, oh, yeah. he had a valiant effort. He put up 425 yards and half of those went to Justin Jefferson with 223 yards. I mean, the guy is a beast. That's a franchise record. Isn't it that? is a franchise. That's record. crazy. I mean, he had 11 catches. It's just, nobody can stop him. I mean, so, some guys like sauce Gardner and a few others can stifle him a little bit, but if he's going up against a bad defense, he's going to eat. He's gonna, yeah, he definitely has been, which yeah. is nice for if you have him on your fantasy team. Yeah. Number one fantasy receiver, I think. Or is it still – or is it Travis Kelsey now? Um, I No, I would imagine that it's probably in – as far – I'm not about – I'm not sure about fantasy, but as far as uh, receiving yards, Justin Jefferson has on the dot 1,500 yards. He's 40 yards above Tyreek Hill. That's crazy. Yep. All right, so the Vikings on their opening possession, Cook was stopped on a fourth and one, and that would kind of told the tale of the tape for the rest of the game because of their offensive woes. Um, Cook also averaged one point five yards per carry on fifteen car- on fifteen carries. So I mean, he wasn't productive at all. He also had a huge mistake where they were driving; they were on the Lions' six yard line, and then fumbled on a mishandled snap. That was a really you know, it's a backbreaker right there. That is a backbreaker. Then Dan Campbell was super gutsy in this game. He called a fake punt on their own 26 that ended up being a run for 42 yards, and that just ignited the whole team. That that changed the game right there. And then to seal the game, he didn't even know about it. We found out <laughs> later in an interview with Pat McAvee where his offensive coordinator tried checking with him. They wanted to run this uh, – Tight end screen, if you will, where Panay Sewell checks in as a tight end, as an eligible lineman, and then pulls in motion, and then caught a pass, and you know that a that's first, a that critical first down on that. It too. was a very critical first down, and it's funny because Dan Campbell's reaction was like, "What the fuck are we doing?" He's like, "I'm watching all the people doing the wave." He's like, "I don't know what the fuck we're doing." <laughs> Couldn't imagine Bill Belichick being like, oh, "I got distracted watching the wave." Yeah. Never, but hey, dude, Never. it's working. Yeah, what were we saying? They were like the first seven games. They're like one and six, and they now were they're... one and seven in their first eight games, and now they're yeah, it's six and one. No, uh, they've won their last the five six, out of six. I think. Or yeah, yeah, five yeah. out of six. Yeah, and Jared Goff is has had a resurgence. Man, the guy is looking pretty damn good. He's got weapons all over, like you said, Jameson Williams. This guy tore his ACL in like January or February. Yeah, and just scored his first NFL touchdown. That's a hell of a turnaround to come back from an ACL. You've got guys like Swift. Um, what's the other running back's name? Uh, Williams. So Jamal I've got Williams. all of their weapons listed here because I just wanted to go over it because it's insane the wealth of riches they have. They have. And also the third touchdown pass went to Josh Reynolds. He's another really fast guy. So they have Amon Ra, the sun god, St. Brown. Very talented. Yep. DJ Chark, which was a great pickup from the Jags. They have DeAndre Swift, great running back from Georgia. Jamal Williams, who's a touchdown machine. Like you said, more touchdowns <laughs> than the Denver Broncos team. Um, and Jameson Williams, who if nobody saw his college tape, if people don't watch college football out there, just type in Jameson Williams highlights from Alabama. That guy is a baller. Yeah. I mean, he was hauling in passes. I mean, he just made all of those Alabama quarterbacks look great. 
So I I could really see them making a push. I mean, right now um, they have the Bills and the other few games they have. I think that um, if they win all of those and lose to the Bills, they can still make the playoffs. Yeah, and it's crazy to think that after the way the year started where, you know, we were hoping and rooting for them after the Hard Knocks episodes and then now to have – them actually being playoff contention is insane, <laughs> right? Yeah, it, it's nuts, and we all love to see it because Dan Campbell's he's he's a players guy, and you know I I really hope they go far. Yeah, definitely. Well, let me get on to my deep dive, which would be Houston at Dallas, and this was a game that we had pegged as a total blowout last week, with Dallas favored by sixteen and a half by game time. Ended up being one of the better games of the week, as Houston had Dallas on the ropes for the majority of the game. Uh, they just couldn't finish it off uh, what would have been the upset of the year more than likely. Uh, after picking off Prescott for the second time of the game on the Dallas four-yard line, up by three points with five minutes and 47 seconds to go, the strength of the defense for Dallas came through and held the Texans to a four and out. And with the ball on their own two, Prescott began a 98-yard game-winning drive aided heavily by three receptions from Dalton Schultz, who had six receptions and 87 yards on the day. That also set up Elliott's one-yard touchdown run. Elliott and Pollard both had huge games. Elliott, 15 carries, 62 yards, one touchdown, three receptions for 19 yards. And Pollard is the RB1 for sure. I don't know how you can have any argument at this point anymore. He's so good catching balls out of the backfield. Uh, yeah. I'm, who did I call him last night? I say uh, Austin Eckler. Oh, oh, yeah, Austin yeah. Eckler, definitely. Yeah. Uh, he's looking like Austin Eckler out there. I mean, he's a guy who can still get in there, run through the tackles, and, and you know take on some you know linebackers and D-linemen. But out of the backfield catching the ball, this guy is a weapon. Uh, let's see what his stat line was. 10 carries, 42 yards, one touchdown, four receptions for 20 yards, and another touchdown. So two scores added to uh, his tally in this game. Um, this two-headed running back duo – Damn near averaging like 20 points a game between the two of them. If you average out their last four games together, I think Elliott's over 16 and a half every week. And mm-hmm. then Pollard's over 20. I'm so glad I drafted him. Yeah. Not a better running back duo right now. I don't think no. that you can come up with Houston. On the other hand, we're talking the worst team in the league. And after benching Davis mills for the last two games, they finally brought him back. He goes 16 of 21 for 175 yards. And then Lovey Smith is just throwing stuff at the wall at this point. He's bringing in Jeff Driscoll as a wildcat. You know, he's got wildcat formations. Driscoll doesn't do much. Four of six, 38 yards, seven carries for 78 yards. So we did have a pretty good chunk on the ground. But, yeah, they're going to be drafting the number one QB next year. And it's looking like it could be – there's a lot of people saying it's the kid from uh, Alabama. What's his name? Bryce Young. Bryce Young. So. Yeah. Probably him or Caleb Williams. We'll have to see how the combine goes and how the workouts for pro days goes. But I, I think they should take Caleb Williams, in my opinion. But I agree. He definitely seems like he's more of the. I, I mean, you got to look at the success that the Eagles are having, and, yeah. and with Jalen Hurts, and just be like, that's the type of guy you want. Yeah, everything's moving that way. Yeah, I mean, so. Patrick Mahomes even moves. You look at Josh Allen. That's what everybody does. Uh, and then if you don't have him on your fantasy team and you're looking for a right wide receiver, Chris Moore did have his career best game with 10 receptions for 124 yards for the Texans. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I've never heard of him before. <laughs> we ran into this last night and I didn't check again. Uh, yeah, don't know who he is, but he had a decent game. Uh, Trayvon Diggs had a pretty wild fumble recovery in this game. You can watch a pretty funny uh 
you know, highlight of it. He picks up the ball, basically runs about 60 yards back and forth, and then ended up gaining maybe 15 to 20 yards. So yeah. that was pretty funny. Also had a simultaneous pick with Israel Mukuamu, um, which he is now arguing that there should be half interceptions, like half sacks. <laughs> so I don't it's know if he's right or wrong, but, you know. Yeah. If there's half sacks, you should be able to get a half interception. You would think so. <laughs> it's worth noting, too, Damian Pierce had to leave the game with the ankle sprain. And, and I just saw just news. Saw he will miss this yep. next week. I just saw that, too. He, well, I see news right here that this came out three hours ago. He's going to miss up to three weeks, so oh, I'm sure really? he's going to be out the rest of the year. Dang. And they got the Chiefs coming up this week where they have a lot of players in Jordan, and I think they're really trying to hold on to that number one draft pick. I bet you see – a lot of Chiefs sitting by the third quarter in this game. I hope so. God, they need to finally blow a team out and finish the blowout. Of course, for all we know, it could be like the Dallas game. <laughs> you never know that. Houston's up at halftime. Houston's scrappy. They don't want to go down easy. <laughs> all right, let's get into the breakdowns. The first one's going to be Tampa Bay versus San Francisco. San Francisco absolutely wallops Tom Brady and the Buccaneers 35-7. to Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, yeah. is making his case for Tom Brady 2.0. We're talking two late-round quarterbacks that are lighting the world on fire in their first couple starts. I'd say he's quite relevant right now. Yeah, he's yeah. making a case just to be to drop that uh, ear part, you know? He'll be playing just tomorrow night, relevant. and we'll get uh, his first look at prime time. So, yeah, the defense for the 49ers right now, I think ever since they got their doors blown off by the chiefs. They haven't allowed more than I think 17 points. I believe it is their second half defense is insane. It's so crazy. Like they're just, hardly allowing any points in the I second half. Guarantee. I would put a hundred dollars right now on uh, a sports book that D'Amico Ryan's will be a head coach next year. Yeah, probably There's no doubt about it, but um, yeah. So Brock Purdy only had 185 yards. That's all he needed to get the job done. He did have a rushing TD, which was pretty impressive. Um, the big story for this game, though, was Debo Samuel suffered an ankle injury. It's looking like he'll come back during the regular season. I still think that's wild. Just shut him down to the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Why? But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was hearing news, too, about uh, – God, I can't remember. Oh, you were telling me that Jerry Rice was criticizing him for yeah, said, running up the middle and stuff. Yeah, running our skill players up the middle because yeah. uh, you have – Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Christian, not Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, all these guys. Um, Trey Lance I got Trey hurt. Lance and now Debo all doing quarterback sneaks. Debo running up the middle. Yeah. Um, knee and ankle injuries. So he's just like, please stop. But right. that's their offense, man. What are you going to do? I know. It, it's just part of it. It was kind of a freak play where a guy kind of rolled up on him. And it, it sucks. Debo's I, – I, he's one of those players where I've joked around about if I was to get another jersey, I would get a Debo Samuel jersey because the guy is – He's, Swiss a Army house, man. He's really cool. He's fun to watch. Um, that was kind of a bummer, but I'm sure they're going to be all right. They seem to be just trouncing teams here lately. Um, the veterans on the Niners seem to really have a lot of faith in Brock Purdy. Yeah, Bosa came out and said, you know, this guy, we could tell in training camp, he's got something. Yep. Uh, so. Trent Williams came out the week before after that when he stepped in for Jimmy G and had a lot of faith. And we said when he came into the huddle, had a lot of command in his voice and calling the plays. And then um, Fred Warner also said, I'm not really shocked by this. And so if you got guys like that that have been around the 49ers for a yeah. while, that says a lot. Especially for a guy who's a seventh, like literally the last pick in the draft to have people like backing you like that. Yeah. I mean, you can hardly get that as like a second or third round quarterback if you're a backup. When you look you at know? Zach Wilson right now, I mean, nobody has, he's lost a lot. Who? Career. 
Yeah. Nobody cares about Zach Wilson <laughs> Dude, right now. They're all about Mike White. That guy died on the field damn near. <laughs> Went to the back. hospital, and he's probably sitting in the hospital bed, like, put me in. I'm yeah, ready to go back. But, I mean, even with Brock Purdy, I mean, this is a team that it's that West Coast offense. We kind of we've touched on it before. You don't need uh, a quarterback that does everything. You just need a guy that can get the ball to people, and that's what Purdy's doing. That's what uh, when Kyle you've got guys so like Christian McCaffrey, 14 carries, 119 yards, one touchdown rushing, two receptions, 34 yards, one touchdown receiving. You've got Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, and I didn't realize too that, and they have Jawan Jennings who we talked about last week. But Big third down guy. They were beating up on the Bucks so bad that they rested uh, Christian McCaffrey for like the last twenty eight minutes of the game. So still look at that stat line, and it's yeah, that's <laughs> insane. And because they've got that Thursday night game, so that's what they were looking towards. Yeah. They're like, let's beat the hell out of them so that we can get these guys rested because a lot of them are kind of dealing with little nagging injuries. So that little rest that they got from just. Kicking the shit out of the Bucks is really going to help. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we didn't even really talk about the other side because we were, you know, the 49ers. Oh, one thing we got to mention, won. though, we didn't mention this. Uh, Mr. Relevant, the first rookie quarterback making yes. his first start against Brady to win. We could not forget that thing. Seven you. others have tried and mm-hmm. seven others have failed, yeah. but not Mr. Purdy. Not yep. Purdy Birdie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard uh, today on a podcast that he has a nickname in the locker room, and it's uh, maybe too vulgar to say on the podcast, but it's kind of funny. I don't know. Now I want to know what it is. Well, it's uh, Big Rhymes with Brock. Oh, is uh. <laughs> he just carries? I guess so much you know confidence yeah. that the, the locker room are just giving him. We've big... said enough terrible things on the show. Know, we could I'm probably say that. big cock Purdy. I'm like, god damn, they really respect this dude. Yeah, hey, I'll take that nickname, Jesus. Uh, Brady though, and he can't throw. There was that fourth and goal play where Mike Evans was wide open. We've seen him hit that a million times. Mike Evans, all he had to do was hit that back shoulder. And he threw at Mike Evans' feet. Yeah, and yeah, that, the whole team's out of sync right now. It doesn't look good, but I mean, they're gonna slide into the playoffs with a losing record and I, win a division. You know, I've got a hunch that I don't really see that happening. The Panthers, the Panthers win this week, and the Bucks lose, which is gonna happen because they're playing Cincinnati. I, don't, I think they have the tiebreaker on them, don't they? Well, they do, but I'm saying that. I think yeah. the Panthers might go on a roll. They're, they've got the Steelers. Can he they've pick got a, a defense to do it, and they're playing better now since that Broncos game. They've been playing good. The Panthers? Yeah. Yeah. And I, like I said, Kenny Pickett had a concussion, so Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky is going to step in. And Mitchell Trubisky, when he has to start, sucks. Terrible. When he has to step into a game, can play really good. For some reason, this is just the way it goes for him. But – I see the Panthers winning again this week, and they're going to make it a run for this NFC South. It's possible, man. I don't yeah. know. It's the worst division in football by far. But um, I really NFC hope the South. 49ers get the Cowboys in the playoffs because I would love to see that game. Yeah, in terms of uh, Tampa Bay, some other notable fantasy um, stats, if you will. Rashad White, 13 carries, 56 yards, five receptions, um, 21 yards. And Godwin was the leading receiver with this awesome stat line, five receptions for 54 yards. Yeah, so, and you know, Mike Evans could have had a high stat game too. He had that sixty-yard touchdown catch that got called back because of Donovan Smith's holding call. When that's the second week in a row, there's been a touchdown that's got called back by Donovan Smith. He's killing that team. That's hard to do when you're an offensive lineman. I mean, you can affect the game. We had that issue with Garrett Bowles and holding calls, but 
when you're doing your racing touchdowns on back to back weeks, that's grounds for cutting. I would uh, <laughs> I would be so pissed if I was that quarterback or Imagine receiver. what Brady said to him. Yeah. Because you know Brady probably fucking well, annihilated see, it. I've got a friend at work that's a Bucks fan, and he was talking about how he was so pissed at Brady because you saw – and I, I've got it actually written down here. I meant to talk about it, how you saw how he was screaming at Mike Evans and other wide receivers for messing up and stuff. But what's so fucked up about that, and this is what um, this guy at work was saying, that how can you do that when – you're missing throws left and right. Yeah. When you're not even you're you're throwing at the ground when you're inaccurate. So to me, you can't yell at those guys when you're it's not, not performing fault. right either. <laughs> you know, it's like you can only do that if you're I, doing everything right. I heard something too, and I don't know how legit this is, but supposedly before the game, the night before, Brady is changing the offensive game plan. No way, really? That's what I heard. I don't know where that was from. Hmm. I read it, but there's reports that Brady is changing the offensive game plan from what the coaches have going into the game. Like the night before. Yeah. Does he tell the rest of the team? It doesn't seem like it. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) I don't know if they know, but he's doing it. I mean, they just can't get anything going. And honestly, I'm not mad about it because I'm ready. If you look at the top five passing leaders right now and passing yards, it's crazy because he's still in there, surprisingly. But... This he's, is the new every generation. Game, he's almost 300 yards, like yeah, right around I, there. He's a, a little low this A game. lot of it's garbage time, too. I mean, they're still not putting up over 17 points. But not. it's crazy because you look at this right here. When I was looking at this today, to me, I was like, wow, this really is an indication of the new generation of the NFL. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and Tom Brady, and then Josh Allen. Yeah. Four of those five guys are the new generation. Well, and Josh Allen's been on a downtick the last couple of weeks. That offense is looking a little bit questionable from the beginning. I think of the he season. had his career low with like a hundred and what forty, hundred and twenty three yards yeah, last week. They didn't week. look good, but they pulled it out. But Yeah. All right, let's get into the Jags and Titans game. This was another upset that we didn't uh no, you had the Jags picked, didn't you? I did pick the Jags. Yeah, this yeah. is one that this I is, had wrong. This is how we tied because uh, the the whiskey wager would have put you ahead of me if we yeah. didn't pick the same on this. I one. almost picked the Jags too, but I, it was just tough. But man. I get why you didn't. But Trevor Lawrence, man, thirty out of forty two, three hundred and sixty eight yards, three touchdowns in the last three games. This is his second game with over three hundred yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. And in that game in between, he still threw like 200 and something and one touchdown. So in the last three games, this guy has seven touchdowns and like a 1,000 yards passing. I think in that that one game is when he got all rolled up on. It looked like his knee oh, was yeah. broken. Yeah. So he didn't even play the full game. So, yeah, uh, this guy's looking like he might be that generational quarterback finally. It was announced, yeah, it was announced today. Sorry to interrupt that he was the player of the week for the AFC, too. I believe First it. Time Look at his career. stats. But yeah, I mean, Doug Peterson is looking like he's working his magic finally. I think it was just taking a little bit to to get rid of all that rust that uh, Bourbon Urban, all that put, bad voodoo yeah, that Urban Meyer put in there. That team, they, it took uh, almost fourteen weeks to get rid of it. But here we are, and this team is making a push for the playoffs. Etienne had a terrible game, seventeen carries, thirty-two yards. Evan Ingram, though, if he's on the waiver wire, which he is in some leagues still, he might have gotten grabbed after Monster this week. game. 11 receptions, 162 yards, and two touchdowns. I he, think he was the leading scorer in fantasy this week. He doesn't even look like a tight end. He reminds me of like a, a big, wide, big receiver. wide receiver. Yeah, that's really what he is. Mm-hmm. But a uh, big story from this game is the Jags defense, who caused four turnovers, 
Capitalized on that. Yeah. 20 points. Look at that. Jinx, Cokes. 1, Jinx. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 20, 21, 22. Okay, sorry. <laughs> they also <laughs> had four sacks in the game. And, I mean, they were really sh- – They. they uh, uh, this is what I've got written down here because it's kind of nuts how Derrick Henry, it looked like he was going to just tear up the Jags like he's done so many times. He had you, 96 yards in the first quarter. Yeah, if someone gave you a printout and somehow it ran out of ink on the second half, <laughs> you would think that Derrick Henry went for 300 yards. Right, like, oh, what happened? Okay, he, you know, did we... Yeah, what, do you, what did he have, like 100 and... Finished with 121, and I he, had he had 119 and a half. 119, though. and then he so had, what happened in the second half? You know, it's the same thing that happened in the when the Chiefs played him too. Like they'll use him a lot, and, and they stop, and then they just stop. I don't get what's. Oh, happening I think they with get that. behind, and they start to realize. <clears throat> well, and that's the problem with any they're, running team. You can't so one dimensional. Once a team gets ahead of you, yep. you can't run the ball to get ahead. Yeah, you want to run the ball when you have the lead to keep your lead, but you can't do it the other way. So like when you got a team like especially with Jacksonville last week just throwing it all over the yard. Mm-hmm. They didn't even hardly run the ball. Like yeah. I said, they're leading rusher 32 yards. Well, so. they don't think they needed to either cuz the Titans pass defense is one of the worst in the league, so I think they were really taking advantage of that. Um uh yeah, the Titans turned it over on downs with 158 left in the game and that allowed the Jags to run the clock out and I think that was just Super demoralizing for them where, you know, when they can't even convert on a short yard of situation, then, you know, that's not the Titans that we've known in the past couple of years. Yeah. And I think we're just kind of seeing, uh, you know, the fallout and the blowback from getting rid of AJ Brown, man. How stupid do they look now? Well, they got their GM fired. Yeah, after getting an extension this year, they fired that guy. Yeah, after getting an extension. That's what's nuts, man. You still got to pay him all that money, AJ dude. Brown came in. He was Thankfully, like, don't count against the cap. Yep. <laughs> got to love them coaches' salaries. So also, I wanted to mention here that you know Trevor Lawrence having this huge improvement and a resurgence this year. And almost making, if it wasn't for Geno Smith, I'd say he's making a, a case for comeback player of the year. I don't think he'll get it because Geno, but you know he's, he's up there yeah. building it. And Jerry Goff as well, he is. We talked about that too. But I just want to note, he's going to be getting Calvin Ridley next year. I know. That's one thing that quietly everybody's forgotten about, that they effectively traded for a number one wide receiver for next to nothing. As long as Calvin Ridley doesn't gamble, then he should be there. Yeah, we'll see. He's had a lot of time off, Yeah, so we don't know. Hopefully he's been training. uh, Yeah, so so yeah, you've got – uh, you're going to have Calvin Ridley. You're going to have Evan Ingram at tight end. You're going to have Zay Jones, Zay Jones now, who's good. making a huge you know, resurgence in terms of where he has been at. Travis Etienne is good. Yeah, so they've got a lot of weapons. In the Christian first, Kirk. Yep. Making they traded for him. That was the one of the first wide receiver signings where everybody was like, what the hell are you doing? And I criticized it so much, and everybody did. And, it kind well, of, you, and you drafted him this year, and he did pretty yeah, damn well did, for yeah, you. Yeah, he's been doing pretty decent for me. But it's nuts because – when that happened, I mean, everybody just raked the Jags over the over the coals for it because he set the wide receiver market in the offseason. That's what led – He broke it, if you will. He <laughs> did because that's what led Devontae to be like, oh, if Trista Kirk, a guy that's a number two wide receiver, is getting 20-plus Imagine mil, what I can get. And then so Devontae goes and gets 30. And then so Tyreek's like, no, I need 31 more. and a half So Christian just set this domino effect. And then so – He's kind of proven why he deserves the money. He's having a great year. Yeah, that's the one nice thing about him. I saw, like, in terms of red zone efficiency, I think he has the most yards in the red zone and really like, up there in terms of touchdowns. Um, but yeah, 
this team's looking like they're going to make a legit push, and if they can keep it going, they have a real chance to win the AFC South at the rate they're going. they they got to keep going. But That would be great, especially with the slump that the Titans are yeah, in. Yeah, imagine this. The, the Lions and the Jaguars are in the playoffs and one year after being the two worst teams in the NFL. Yeah. So that's why I love the NFL. You you see these turnarounds and it's just fantastic. Yeah, and it's it's nice to see these things happening now because back in the day you didn't have trades like you do now and like you're able to kind of make a swing like this. Where back in the day you're talking like a five year plan. And For the Broncos it's like a nine or ten year plan, but most teams could probably turn around in four to five. And it's huge too where a lot of these teams are finding great players later in the rounds where I feel like there's so much more talent because there's so much more football camps. There's a lot. I mean, the college and how these guys are able just to focus on skill sets and just put their whole youth yeah. into getting better where you can get great players. I mean, what we talked about last night, Isaiah Pacheco falling to the seventh round and yeah. now looking like a stud for the Chiefs. Starting I mean, running back. You never would have thought like most times seventh rounders don't even make the team. No, yeah. most time they're just uh, lucky to be practice squad guys. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's crazy, man. We're yeah. uh, we're winding down, dude. Yep, we're getting close. Four to weeks the playoffs. left. Crunch time, man. So I know, not four weeks. Yeah, four weeks. Yep. Fifth, got this week and then an three extra more week. But dang, man! And then football season's over. Yeah, just playoffs, and then it's gonna end real quick. Then we dive into the NBA. NBA, NHL, uh, and NHL, pickleball, cricket, whatever we can. <laughs> we'll get into it all. <laughs> all right, man. So that's going to wrap up the week 14 picks, deep dives, and breakdowns. God, I hope this sounds good. I sure hope so, man. <laughs> I am nervous as fuck. We've been having some technical difficulties. So cross oh, your fingers man. with this, guys. Uh, yeah, I wish you guys knew what we've been going through. But as long as it sounds good, that's all I care about. And coming up next, I hope this sounds good. You've got Faya. The music break band of the month coming out with coming at you with you can't change me. So we will catch you guys after this. feya210.com that is fea210.com if you like that song please go and purchase it like follow and share their stuff and uh, let's hope that they do the same and we all uh, make something out of this so chad we are back now what time is it it's time for the shot at the turn shot at the turn cheers buddy thank you sir Rolling appreciate you 
Ugh. <laughs> nice. So we're going to fly through this last little bit. We just got a little bit of NBA fast break to get to you. Like Samir said, we do need to come up with some sort of like... Uh, yeah, that's a good call. A yeah, little something to go into this. Yeah, we'll find Squeaky a... Squeaky sneakers. Yeah, a little sound bite to go with it. Definitely. Uh, one thing I did want to mention. Have you seen uh, Luke Cornett from the Celtics trying to throw off shots from like over 20 feet away? No. There'll be guys taking shots from like the logo, and he'll be in the paint with his hands up. <laughs> just just in front of him. There's nobody in front, uh, like in between the two of them. He's standing with his hands up. He's just up. distracting. It's working. No way. Yeah. he. They did a little bit of a study, and in the G League, people that when he was standing there like that were down almost 4% in their 4% three-point shooting. 4% is a big number. So apparently, as long as you stand 20 to 30 to feet in front of people and just hold your hands up, it's enough to throw off their shooting. Maybe you don't have to stand right in front of them. That's you enough. Don't. That's well, kind of interesting. Chad, what happened here? I don't know. The game froze. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but the Bucks are up a lot. So yeah, it looked like it was kind of a blowout. So it doesn't really matter. I might refresh point. it here in a second. We'll see. Um, let's move on to the fast break. Right now, you'll be hearing hopefully some cool new squeaky noises. Who knows? Maybe you won't. We'll f- we'll see how it goes. Uh, we're gonna start with the Eastern Conference. Rolling into bo- or chat. What do you want to talk about? I'll go ahead and go over your uh, the standings, and then I'll go. I'll hit some okay, news stories. That's fair. We'll we'll edit this little part. All right. Uh, starting with the Eastern Conference, we got Boston in first, still rolling at twenty-one and seven. Unfortunately, they did lose to the Clippers. Kawhi looked like the best he has since he tore his ACL, making ten of twelve shots for twenty-five points, two three-pointers, nine rebounds, and six assists as they hand the Celtics one of their only seven losses of the season, which is pretty wild at this point. The duo of Leonard and George combined to outscore Jalen and Tatum. Uh, like I said, Leonard did get the 25 points. points bleh, 25 points. George did come in with 26 points. Jalen, 20 points, four rebounds, two assists, and Tatum, 21 points, 11 rebounds, four assists. Those guys definitely are still two of the top players in the NBA, which is really nice to have them both on your team. Yeah. Not to mention having one of the all defensive guys and uh, Marcus smart as well. But um, surprisingly the best offensive and defensive team in the NBA was outplayed on both ends of the court in this game. Um, they're trying to regroup against the Lakers tonight at 8 PM. So we'll see what happens there. Moving on to the bucks sitting in second. They're at 19 and seven. They lose a tough one in Houston. Uh, they were playing, uh, Houston, whose coach Steven Silas just lost his father, John Silas, uh, Hall That's of Fame NBA player yeah. and coach. Um, Jalen Green had 30 points in this game, and Kevin Porter Jr. had 18 points and seven assists to extend their home winning streak to four games. Giannis did have a pretty damn good game 16 points, 18 rebounds, four assists. He scored his 15,000th point in the second quarter, but with the Bucks shooting around 37%. Uh, they were like 12 of 43 on four or three pointers, which is crazy. Um, they also committed 16 turnovers and they were outscored in the paint 56 to 36. They take on the Warriors tonight. They're currently whooping up on them right now, too. So, yeah, I think they're what, bouncing what did back it update to now that the uh, uh we're on? 108 to 87. Dang, son. Yeah, they're whooping them 108 to 87. Damn, Warriors. the Suns. Sorry to like bounce off that. No, 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 go, no, go, go for west, it. But 
That's where I've we're got moving the, next anyways. I've got the scores right here, and they're down by 23 to the Rockets. Wow. Not Rockets good. are the Rockets at home? Yeah. They might be getting their fifth home game win. So they might be continuing that to a five-game winning streak. Yeah. Uh, well, let's move on to the Western Conference. You've got New Orleans in first, which I think everybody might be surprised to hear that. They're sitting at 18 and 8. Good Cinderella story. We there. talked about this on the live stream. New Orleans won emphatically over the Suns, 129 to 124. Uh, was that Saturday night? Yeah, and Chris Paul became a crybaby about it, and a few of the other players. Yep. Zion scores 35 points for the second time in two games and capped off this game with the tomahawk dunk heard around the sports world. Moving New Orleans into first place over the Suns. Uh, real quick, though, McCollum, which I think quietly might be one of the better free agent signings of the year, added another 29 points to the Pels tally. The Suns were mus- musing. The Suns were missing Booker, who left the game with hamstring tightness. New Orleans takes on the uh, beat up Jazz tonight. So I they- think the Grizzlies are in second right now. They are. Yeah, Grizzlies are in second. They're sitting at 18 and nine. Uh, they were a little hurt when they took on the Hawks, but Tyus Jones goes for 22 points and 11 assists, along with Dylan Brooks, 18 points to help the Grizz maul the Hawks, 128 to 103. Both teams were without key starters, and Santi Aldama scored 16 points, and Jaron Jackson Jr. had 15 points and a career-high eight blocks for the Grizzlies. Uh, also, big note, Memphis outscored Atlanta 72 to 42 in the paint. That's huge. Wow. That's that's bully ball right there. Yeah. They're taking on the Bucks this Thursday the 15th. So Ooh, we'll see. If they're not good in the paint, then they're going to get trounced by Giannis. It's possible. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, Nugs, though, we touched on already. They're sitting in third yep. in the West. I just had to bring that up. Yeah, they're hanging in there. They're hanging in there. Okay. So, excuse me. Embiid on Sunday night put up 53 against the Hornets. He continues to... Further his MVP campaign, he's trying to get that award. The Sixers. He, he really tried last year. He just couldn't pull it off. He just couldn't pull it off because he's really up and down. There's some games where he's okay. Some games he goes really cold, and then some games he has 53. But that comes against a really bad team, the Hornets. All right. We already touched on Jokic having his, other, his 80th triple-double. Uh, something I wanted to touch on is last week when we did the podcast, I mentioned how the next day I was going to watch the Celtics and Suns, which was going to be the number one team in the West against the number one team in the East. And holy shit, did the Celtics just dominate that game. I mean, from the get-go. At one point, they were up by 45. I know this game's a week ago, but this this game's got to be brought up because of how the Suns, even since then, that was like the beginning of their snowball where they have started to fall. They've definitely fallen off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just it's crazy. They get Chris Ball back and they're starting to play worse. But this it, it was also an indicator too of how good the Celtics are. I mean, they just beat up on the Suns like they were a high school team. They really did. And it just it goes to show you. I mean, I know they had an off night obviously. I just I spoke about them losing, but I mean, it's going to happen to any team. Like we said, 82 game season. You're not going to win them all, but when it comes to the teams that are going to be there in the playoffs, if you dominate them, it it, it it says a lot. It says a lot. It does. And the fact that the Suns didn't show up is, to me, a translation of how they don't show up in the playoffs. I mean, we've seen it year in, year and again. Chris Paul has horrible luck in the playoffs, and he also has horrible performances in the playoffs. And to me, that's just – I don't like Chris Paul. 
So I don't either, especially after the Nuggets had their little run with him. I just felt like he f- whines about every single call, and they never tee him up. And then the Nuggets, on the other hand, would get teed up right away for some bullshit. Well, when they like, played the Pelicans the other night, I don't know if you saw it, but it's gone around Twitter where he deliberately, Alvarado, who you, Jose Alvarado, who's an up-and-coming star for the Pelicans, tried driving in, and he's had this nagging rib injury, and Chris Paul, I don't know if you saw this, came around and tried to act like he elbow. was reaching for the ball and hit him right in the ribs. And the guy clearly was just like, wincing in pain and you got to think like i mean chris paul's had this history of dirty plays when is this going to be brought up that chris paul needs to be teed up like you said yeah and it being brought to the tension of him not just being a state farm you know all american in the mainstream type guy but more of a type of a patrick beverly type guy yeah, where he's the- a dirty player <laughs> Uh, or uh, Stevenson, Lance Stevenson. Remember when he was blowing in LeBron's ear and shit? Yeah. <laughs> just fucking with him. <laughs> I just can't stand Chris Paul. He is a whiner, and the fact that the Suns are falling off right now is, you know, perfect for that. I like it. I'm, I, I'm so sick of the Suns and four guy. Like, I know that hasn't been a thing for a while, but that was really upsetting. You remember that? That when sucked. The, the I hated Vegas that. fans got yeah. in a fight with that dude. And I think that happened in Denver, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's move on since we're talking about the Pelicans. The Pelicans are the real deal. They've got scoring in the paint. Uh, they've got three point high. They've got a high three point percentage. They've got good production from the bench. Um, they've also won fourteen of their last sixteen. That's damn good. I mean, they got this new up and coming guy, Jose Alva- Alvarado. They've got C.J. McCollum, which is looking like the acquisition of the year last year. Um, of course, Brandon Ingram, and then Zion, who now healthy looks like a dominator. Yeah, now like he, he lost up and coming some pounds. Shaq, maybe He's looking like yeah, Shaq, like a more athletic Shaq. Seriously, um, their only two losses in that fourteen to sixteen came to the Celtics and the Grizzlies, and in that Celtics game, Zion didn't play. So you know you can't really fault him too much for that. Yeah, what are you gonna do? And so you know, it's just watch out for the Pelicans. Yeah, I, I can honestly say I would not have thought that the Pelicans would be leading the West right now, but there's a possibility they might be late, leading the West down the stretch. So they could be. I mean, CJ McCollum has stepped it up. He's always he was always that number two guy when he was on the Blazers under Dame, but he's now really he stepped almost up. gets to get into be that Dame role where he's like that guy, which it, it might be good for him. It might not. I mean, we'll see how it plays out in the long run. I mean, if I'm the Nuggets, I'm taking. the I would love to play them in the seven game series. I think we could, I think we match up well against them. That's the only thing that's crazy about like the NBA and stuff. It's, it's just with the seven game series, dude, it's just, you never it's know. hard to beat somebody that many times. You never know. You that's never what know. I love about the NBA. Uh, the last news story I got to hit is the fact that today the announcements were made where they changed the names of some awards. The, I'm only going to hit on three here. The rookie of the year award, which was changed to Wilt Chamberlain. That's fair. The defensive player of the year I'll take Wilt. was Akeem Olajuwon. One more time. Akeem Olajuwon. God, I <laughs> fucked it up again. Why do I keep fucking up these Hakeem names? Which I know so Olajuwon. Olajuwon. That's Man, close. It's like the pressure I, puts me you, on. I fuck up way more on names, so I just got to really I know, just right? You, you should. You put up. me on the grill for it. That's deserving. He was a great defensive player. 
We'll get into the principle of this in a second after this last one, which is the big one. The MVP has now been changed to the Michael Jordan Award. He didn't even want this change to it. When he was asked about it, he said that there were more diverse, deserving players, which were, you know, Wilt, um, Jerry West, um, Magic Johnson. I mean, he, Jerry's already the logo. Yeah. He, he brought up, he just, he know what's great about Michael Jordan is conceited as he may have an outlook, especially after Still the last somewhat dance. of a realist. Yeah. He knows that he, he doesn't even like being called the goat. A lot of times it's considered he is the goat, but he doesn't like that term because he knows um, Larry Bird. He brought his name up. Another good one. I don't like that. They change these awards to names. I don't know why they did this. I don't think it's deserving. Yeah, just keep just, it the MVP. Just keep it the defensive player of the year. Just keep it the rookie of the year. I mean, it gets the point across. I don't think it, it's necessary. I don't know why the NBA did this, but for now on, the MVP will be called the Michael Jordan Award. I mean, it makes sense, but I get why he's not about it. Yeah. I, I It just makes you feel like an asshole. I, I've always loved Michael Jordan. I've been a fan of his since I was eight years old, but the fact is I am – Glad that he is humble about this and didn't want the name to be the MVP. Yeah, it makes me feel like if it was LeBron or something, oh, that you would know, suck. the same situation, he'd probably be like, yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll take it. You know, we'll talk about it on the shop. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. But, yeah, so that is what it is. Just to give you guys some news, uh, you guys can let us know how you feel about it. So, yeah, that's going to do it for the fast break. And right now we're going to get into the week 15 picks against the spread. Let's hope it's better than last week, Chad. We didn't do good. Yeah, and no, we need to redeem ourselves here. Let's hope so. First game of the week, Thursday, December 15th, San Francisco 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks. What's this game sitting at, Chad? It's at three and a half points for the visiting Niners. So, I mean, with you know the three push for the home team, you're looking about a 50-50 game. I don't think it's that close. I think by the time this game starts – It'll probably be a little bit more leaning towards San Francisco. I've got San Francisco. What do you got, Chad? I've got San Francisco as well. The Seahawks' backfield is very banged up. Uh, Homer's hurt. Walker's hurt. DJ Dallas is hurt. I think they may be trying to call up Frank Gore to get in there maybe. Who knows? But yeah, I don't know if you saw it. Did you see the Bills uh, got Cole Beasley Cole down Cole Beasley retired? back, yep. Going to be firing off the guns. That dude looks like he's from an old Western movie. He really does. Yeah. Brock Purdy, I expect for him to have a stellar game in this one. I Like I said earlier, I could be wrong, but I see glimpses of maybe a Brady-esque type of guy. Especially if you look at Brady's early career, that dude had the best defense, luckily. And so he definitely did. I think, you know, with Purdy having that with San Francisco, I'd see them definitely taking this game. He's got more the, weapons than Brady oh, did in the beginning. Uh, that game is the Thursday night game. The next game... Saturday, 11 a.m. Take oh, shit. We're moving to Saturday. Fuck. Yeah. All right, so we got both San Fran in that game. Moving on to Saturday, the first game, which I believe is going to be at 1 p.m., Indianapolis at Minnesota. I got Minnesota bouncing back on this one. I think they're going to be pretty pissed off about losing to the Lions. Yeah. I think they're going to take it out in on Indianapolis, who – uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I think the word for this game is desperation. They have to win this game. Where they, I mean, obviously they're going to get the division, but I think as far as momentum and morale, 
they need to get this game. Yeah, I think it's safe to say if they lose this one, the Jeff Saturday experiment is over before yeah. this Sunday. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if I'd go that far. I think he'll finish out the year. He's not going to get fired. So I think they'll know by this Sunday if this guy is worthy of yeah. an actual coaching job, which to this point he hasn't. Been. Which leads me to my next prediction. Minnesota's favored by four and a half. By four at home. Uh, I don't know what this one's got. It's four and a half. You have a different one. So that's why we're just going to roll. With I yours. would take I'd Indy these off, to cover. So I, I think they still make this a game because Jeff Saturday can rally this team. Minnesota's pass defense is very shoddy. So I would expect for Pittman, um, Paris Campbell to maybe have a good game. I think, you know, they will make it a game, but I do think the Vikings pull it out. So let's go yeah. to Saturday, 2.30. Make sure you guys get your fantasy lineup set Thursday yeah, and forget. Friday if you guys got get, uh, players playing Saturday because Especially it is. a 1 o'clock game. That's 11 o'clock mountain time. More than That's likely the fantasy to, playoffs. Easy you can't to forget drop about. the ball on that, which we're both in the playoffs. Yeah, right now, thanks to you to the eight teams that I helped vote for to get you in. Yeah, Not thank that you. I did that to get you in. I just felt like it was fun. I know you did. Best friends for life. Best friends for life. <laughs> um, I've got Cleveland in this one. Uh, I do. Baltimore as well. is on their third string quarterback, who I can't remember who his name is, but Tyler Huntley might be out. Dude, I can't think of his name either. But when I saw Ty, I didn't even realize Tyler Huntley ex- exited this game. And I didn't either until I literally have right I mean, here scratched the Ravens to win. And then when I noticed that he went out, I was like, oh, I'm changing this because he went out with a concussion. It's tough. We were at the game on Sunday, so. Well, yeah, but uh, Huntley like exited with a concussion. So anytime it's a quarterback that gets a concussion, they're going to keep him out the next week. So they're going to bring in Shane Falco, maybe. Who knows? Uh, possibly. I'm going to try and see what his name is. I know he's got a name. He exists. Uh, he exists. Anthony Brown. Yeah. Uh, is that not the cornerback for the Dallas? Uh, he is the third string quarterback Holy for the shit. Ravens. I don't so know who don't the know. fuck he that is. He might be a cornerback that's now going to be the quarterback. That's, this is a tough game to pick. Hey, the uh, Broncos last year had to turn Kendall Hinton from a wide receiver to a quarterback. And I know it you kept mentioning he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. God damn. <laughs> Hall of Fame quarterback, <laughs> Kendall Hinton. Fucking broken Dude, record. his gloves are in the Hall of Fame. I don't care. Okay? I don't care. They're in there. Listen, what I've got for this game is Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins, all right? Uh, I didn't start him last week. I'm starting him this week, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. He had a great game last week, especially against the Cleveland defense, which is shoddy. I think he's going to be getting isn't it. shoddy. Yeah, they've got a good – you know, when it comes to pass – Garrett, yeah, Davian. When it comes to pass rush, Garrett's great. But when it comes to run defense, they're not that great. So I could see no. Dobbins getting well over 100, ga- 100 yards in this game. Well, I'm going to start him for sure because I think that's all they're going to have. But I, I still I got the Browns to pick I've got, uh, because of the fair, court, yeah. quarterback. I, I Man, I don't know. How funny would it be if Deshaun Watson loses? Just loses three straight games. <laughs> I hope so. Against a third-string quarterback. He's going to be oh calling up the Orchids God. of Asia over in Lakewood. Like, I need no. a massage. I need a massage. There was a funny video that came out. Did you see that where he was rubbing his hamstring? He's laying on the ground rubbing his hamstring. And it was like when nobody's legally allowed to massage you. <laughs> That's he's good. Like That's good. There, he's like legs up in the air. I got to like mention, I think it. I sent it to you. One of my favorite ones is the one that Hannah sent me. And it's from the movie uh, That's My Boy with Adam Sandler. And it's when they go to the bachelor party. And he's like, <laughs> we should be getting a 
man jobs. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, just that—that that so was so. Did he get massages? Oh my god, I just that—that that was so perfect. <laughs> oh man, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I've got Cleveland picked in this game. They're favored by two and a half. I should All say. right, I well, let's keep. That's the two thirty Saturday game. Be a pay. Paying attention to your fantasy lineups this weekend. There we, are Saturday games. We spent games. way too much time on that one. We did. Uh, Miami versus Buffalo. I've got Buffalo. Where I've got Buffalo go? pick, too. I think Miami is starting to fall into a slump here. Their offensive line's really taking a hit with Armstead being really banged up. I think, you know, it's crazy with Von Miller being out. The Bills' offensive line, even though Ed Oliver is hurt, they're stepping up. Oh, sorry for continuing to yawn. Uh, Am I boring you, Chris? No, I just... What's going on? My brother told me at like four thirty yesterday. He's like, "We're going out at twelve thirty to do snow removal," and then like eleven came. He's like, "We're going out at two thirty. And I was like, "Okay." And then like one thirty, he's like, "We're going out at three o'clock," and I was like, "Okay, cool." And then at two o'clock, when I started the coffee maker and got ready to go, he's like, "I don't think we're going out. There's no snow." <laughs> I, I saw like, a picture what from the a fuck neighbor. Do you mean we're not going out? I posted it in our neighborhood community where. It was so almost mystical where there was no, there was literally a circle around Denver or there's snow around North Colorado, South Colorado, East, Dude, West. We got it. Like and I, we didn't get much. We got like, like maybe a half, a an, half inch. an inch. Yeah. And then I drove in to drop my truck off for snow removal. No fucking snow. Yeah. Once you got past Brighton, no snow. It's literally like there was some kind of alien portal yeah. or something. We where were in the eye nothing. of the storm. Yeah. It was Everything fucking was weird. So uh, we did, we now are total Colorado people talking about the fucking weather. Yeah. Uh, moving <laughs> on. We both got Buffalo. Philadelphia versus Chicago. Oh, Philadelphia. The Bills are favored by seven and a half. Take oh, the Bills in that. Yeah. Take the Bills. Oh, that's the Saturday 6-15, the Saturday night game, too. Yeah, so that's going to be the last game of the night on Saturday. Basically, your Sunday night, Monday night football game, whatever you want to call it. Right. Uh, Saturday night football. Who knows who will be doing the commentary? One of the major sports. You know, I don't know. It might be Joe Buck. Who knows? Uh, my voice is going as we keep going. Um, Philadelphia at Chicago. I got Philly, man. I don't see how Chicago could make this a good game, but I just I think literally Philly is just way better. I have two things written down for this. Blowout, expect another 40 burger. I'm not going to do that anymore. We said that about Dallas and Houston. No, that's I different. Think you got to go any given Sunday on this. I really I'm going think any Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is locked up the MVP and he's going to continue it because he's my fantasy quarterback and he's going to beat everybody. The, I just want everybody to take note of this. Chad, with his Chiefs Kingdom fucking flag here and his Kansas City Chiefs sweatshirt right here. Just said Jalen Hurts is his uh, favorite. I'm a realist, MVP. man. I'm a realist. I'm uh, a sports analyst. I, all right. There's a lot of the Kansas City fans. I know ESPN's recruiting me. That, so I appreciate it. I've I, gotten emails from ESPN being I like, understand Dude, that we need you to replace Stephen A right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Come on now. I know. I'm unbiased on this shit, all right? I still think Russell wins the MVP. I don't know. Um <laughs> Moving on to the next game, Atlanta at New Orleans. Dude, I've got Atlanta in this one. I think we make this the whiskey wager because I think you've got New Orleans. How do you know I have New Orleans? Because I just know everything. You don't. And here's why I'm going to tell you Atlanta wins. They've got the 40 year old Desmond Ritter, who at 23 years old. Did you say 40 year old? Yeah, the 40 year old Desmond Ritter, who at 23 years old looks older than Tom Brady, is going to come in. And win this game because this team has been way too run heavy. They need something, anything, 
in the fucking passing game. It possibly Mariota could happen. Sucks. It possibly could happen. I mean, Andy Dalton is literally the meridian of quarterbacks. He is right at the middle, never above, never below. I am interested to see how Desmond Ritter does, but the past defense by the Falcons has been a lot better because of AJ Terrell coming back. But the game is in Nola. I will take New Orleans. You uh, want to make this in New Orleans? You, you get to make the whiskey wager this week. So I'm I'll taking, take New Orleans. Dude, I'm fucking taking the land. I'll take New Orleans. I don't, I don't know why you're Scottish or Irish. Yeah. But I will also take Nolans. Nola. 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 That's, that's a Cajun a accent. Fleur du Lee or whatever they fucking call it. <laughs> I don't that's know, man. I'll take it. Cultured we are. All right. Uh, yeah, I've got Atlanta. Chad's got CM. That's the whiskey wager. So Put it down. I'm going to write. Oh, no. I got to grab my goddamn Chad's going to be taking a whiskey shot. Whiskey. Of, next week's the start of the terrible shot. I think so I'm, I'm gonna got, way I'm gonna winning on the whiskey some, wagers. Um, Canadian mist for him to take a shot. No, I'm going to buy Canadian deluxe <laughs> for you to take the whiskey. Moving on wager. to Detroit at New York Jets. That's a 1 p.m. game on Sunday. I've got Detroit, man. I just uh, I don't know how healthy Mike White's going to be. It's crazy. The guy got checked for Dude, internal injuries. Fucking he rocked. Got man. killed once. Came back. Got killed again. Yep. Came went back, to the hospital. Went to the fucking hospital. Thought he was dying. Uh, Mike White, I think, is not going to play. So if he plays in this game, it'll be a miracle, and the team's going to rally like well, a if he doesn't. Zach Wilson plays, and clearly the number. Two overall pick from two years ago is a fucking bust. He's a douchebag. That's what he is. What, what, Mike well, was like a look who they're playing. Quarterback. They're playing the team of French fanatics. So we both love the Lions. I'm taking the Lions in this purely because the Lions have scored 25 plus points in five straight games. That offense is reeling right now, man. And they're kicking ass. Last it's, it's I checked, uh, I when I made my notes, the the line was even. Uh, yours is plus five for Detroit. I could see that easily. It's it's too. very even. Yeah, I could see it moving to Detroit as like one and a half or so. So I would take Lions in this. So yeah, got I've got Lions. So we both got Lions. Okay, uh, next one. What you got? We got Pittsburgh at Carolina. I've got Carolina. I don't know if, if Pickett's going to start, but I think Carolina, their defense. Pickett got is, a concussion. If it's QB and he got a concussion, they're going to make him sick. It doesn't always matter. If you, show me an example. Dude, I'm telling you, Russ is going to start this week. You, let's make that. The, let's, let's do two shots. Let's make another whiskey wager. I ain't fucking scared. Uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to bet on head injuries, though. You know? And then I feel Why, bad, you feel bad? That I'm like betting that like maybe he is like that's not lost some if brain he, cells. No, he's not gonna start, dude. It's just protocol. That's Do all that is. No, he might be feeling spicy. No, Sierra's gonna tell he him. He might be ready to ride. I need you to sit down. I need you to babysit Future's kids. And she's gonna call Future real quick. Yeah, I need. Hey, I got a concert. And then tonight. meanwhile, go Patrick's got. Let's fucking go. Shut the fuck up, dude. you motherfucker. Hey, Brittany owns a soccer team, okay? Because Mahomes paid for it. Just no, like he didn't. You know, no. where, I'll, I'll show money? you the tax records. Yeah, I bet. I where, will. And this money magically appeared in her account from going to college. <laughs> Shut the fuck. Come on, Chad. She was a semi-pro soccer Jesus player. Fucking cr- oh, oh, my yeah. God. Chad, Things wanna, are getting heated. Chad, do you want to talk about heated. how much semi-pro female oh, soccer players make? Oh, my fucking God. 
The fucking World I know Cup she's crazy, team okay? can't even make a third I know of what she's the, crazy. They had to split the money now because the guys were making too much. Hey, the women deserve that, all right? I agree. I'm we not need- saying that they don't, but I'm just to sit here and tell me that you think that she can afford a fucking team is outrageous. It's because of investors. That's now, why. Peyton Manning's wife can. <laughs> God damn, we digress. I think, I think I they like own so the, the, they fucking own somebody. Fuck, who is it? Oh, I it's love a major how sports team. When we make fun of each other's quarterbacks' wives, it goes into a fucking battle. I know, it's funny, though. but it's worth it. I will. I, I will. Just gotta, com- I just got to say that out of everybody, you, you might have the worst quarterback wife in the NFL. I'd say that's it's up probably there. right. It's up there. Uh, that's not your fault. That's not Patrick Mahomes' fault. I mean, high school sweethearts. All right, hey, but, whatever. All right, all right. Uh, uh, we need to move on. We're we wasting too much fucking time. Uh, what game were we? We are on Dallas at Jacksonville. We just did Pittsburgh at Carolina. I got Carolina. Who do you got? What game? Carolina at Pittsburgh. Oh, God. you skipped the no, I did. Jags and Cowboys, didn't you? No, we've done everything up until Carolina. Did you? No, did you? Did we cover the Jags and Cowboys? No, we didn't. We haven't gotten there yet because we're on Carolina at Pittsburgh. Because I want to make sure I got your pick for that one. God damn, we fucking. I did this out of order. This is my fault. This is me. I just need to send you this. Send email me this every week. I don't know why this is the order. But I just write it down from ESPN. Well, okay. So where are you at? We'll go from where you're at. No, so we let's, just... let's cover the goddamn Steelers and Panthers. I've got the Panthers pick. Okay, I've got the Panthers pick. Okay, so we'll just the go Pan- off of mine. The, the Panthers I have a fucking printout, Chad. I got oh, a fucking. Oh, I've got a shit paper printout. So I've got a printer this is now, that makes it official. This is now reality because it's on. Jesus Christ! Fucking paper. I've got a legal pad. This is How does papyrus. that make it? This is papyrus made from the Egyptians. Uh, a legal pad? That's what lawyers use. Jesus Christ. Come okay. on. Oh, you got me so The upset. Panthers are favored by two and a half at home. Kenny Pickett isn't You're still starting. You're the fucking Panthers. Yeah, the Panthers are going to win. I know. Okay, so let's move on to Dallas and Jacksonville. <laughs> right. We're getting way off the rails, people. Um, hey. I've got Dallas. Jacksonville's cheers, not going to win son of a this bitch. One. Take oh, a God fucking damn. drink. Take cheers. a drink. We're getting way off the rails on this That's one. That's fine. All right. I've got the Cowboys obviously picked. So but, do I. okay, the Cowboys are favored by four and a half visiting. I think the Jags put up a fight because the Cowboys, they'll pull through. But last week, Dallas lost Anthony Brown, their top quarterback, one of their top cornerbacks, and, and an offensive lineman for the year, both for the year. The Jags are fucking fighting right now. If I man. was a betting man, and I'm not. Yes, you are. Not yet, till we start proving ourselves more right. Uh, if I was a betting man, I might put money on Jacksonville to cover this. No, that's what that's Not what I'm saying. Cover it, but maybe yeah. win. I pick cow- the Cowboys to win, but, but I the safe bet Dallas. Yeah, all you Vegas betters out there that are listening to us on who to put your money on, listen. Don't put your house payment on us or anything like that. But you can if you want, but just don't blame us. I mean, I'd say we're pretty damn good. On. But I'd say put the Jags to cover the four and a half points. I'm right there with you. And then we're going to move on to Kansas City. And after the close game that they had with Denver, Chad's picking Houston this week. He just said he felt like of those 21 answered points and then just, you know, the I feel three so interceptions by Patrick Mahomes. Betrayed he right can't now. trust him anymore. How you keep so. putting words in my mouth. I'm about to fucking. Kansas City. I've got Kansas City because I, I, I live yeah, in real Yeah, damn right you do. So 
Wait, you're a Kansas City fan? Is that what you just said? No, I just I I just know where you were at, so I went the opposite because I was like, he's if he's gonna pick Houston, I think Chris just admitted he's a Kansas, Kansas City, City fan. I think that's what I'm. So whatever you say, Kansas City's Kansas favorite is gonna win Do by fourteen and a half. They're gonna win. Uh, I expect if you want to make prop bets, this it's nuts because Houston is the best against keeping quarterbacks down to a minimum, but they are the worst against running backs. So expect Pacheco. Little poppy, as EB likes to call him, to have a big game or McKinnon. I'm beginning to worry about this too with this two headed monster in Kansas City. I think McKinnon might end up being still no, no, number this one. This is Pacheco, man. I don't this know. Is, no, I expect Pacheco. Pacheco runs like a crazy man needing money. Like somebody stole well, his. He's a rookie. Fuck. He does need money. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's what he's Before running for. His and I'm fine with it. Rookie contract is up. He might be retiring. I might be trying to get a Pacheco back. jersey. You'll see. You'll, and then it'll be just like the Cream Hunt jersey. Don't All right, say that. On. Chad and I both got Kansas City. They're favored by fourteen and a half. Why Son even talk bitch. about this? Moving on to Arizona at Denver. Man, if Russ plays, which I hate to say it, Chad, I'm I'm throwing curveballs at you. Look. Next week, I'm going to send this to you. Do it so we can be on the same. I like didn't realize it. I thought they went in order of. I don't like, know why ESPN and this. What website do you print this off of? It's printyourbrackets.com, dude. To print your brackets. Come, like that's an official. This fucking, is official. Printyourbrackets.com. Oh God, this is one of the best. Nobody uses that. Everybody does. Because when you Google uh, <laughs> Week 15 picks against the spread, guess what comes up, Chad? Pickyourbrackets.com. How many people go to ESPN? Everybody. I don't know, Chad. I don't know how ESPN does it. All right. Fucking we'll go assholes. to Cards and Broncos where, you know, I almost want to pick the Cards in this because originally I had the Broncos pick, but just because of your, you know, Chris-ness. I'll fucking use it as a now. It's like another no, I, asshole or, or dick bag. I will um, pick the goddamn fucking Broncos because Colt McCoy and the Cardinals. Dude, I hate to say it. If Russ doesn't lost, play, man. Colt McCoy will win. Well, okay. There's no way Russ plays. There's no way. He got rocked in that game, man. And Kyler Murphy's, Kyler Murphy's obviously out till like Kyler week Murray's eight next year. broken half, technically. Ligaments left. But I got faith in Colt McCoy. Oh, man. I'm picking Denver, but... I'm going to take Denver because Brett Rippon, man, he fucking rips it. Let her rip. Uh, moving on to New England at Las Vegas. I, I don't really want to spend any more time on the Broncos. No. Um, Las Vegas at New England. I've got this, Las Vegas. Hey, I do I have this start as a pretty good game. I This is an interesting game to me. I, I think the Raiders are going to be mad. I think they're going to come out, and um, I think they're going to prove a point on New England. I think you see a lot of the issues with New England. Mac Jones and Matt Patricia clearly are not on the same oh, page. Oh, they're mad at each Every other. Every fucking week they're yeah. yelling at each other. So, Well, we got to mention that's not going to work. This is Josh McDaniels versus Bill Belichick right here. This is a very I can tell you this game. much. The Super Bowl for the Broncos of Josh McDaniels being the coach was when he beat Bill Belichick. It was the yeah. most emotion you've ever seen out of the guy. Yeah. He ran down the whole field like, yeah, we did it. All right. So I would expect for him to use Josh Jacobs 25-plus times, runs, and pass. I've said it before. Run him into the ground. Josh McDaniels, when he has a running back in a contract year, will run that 
running back till he's dead. And that's what he's going to do to Josh Jacobs, who's been questionable for me. I can say this personally because I have him on my team. All year long, he's been questionable. Josh, Josh McDaniels is going to use Josh Jacobs Might as well till he's dead. And that might take him to the playoffs. Him. We'll see. But actually, no, because they lost last week. But still, I've got Vegas picked in this game. So do I. I it's going to be a, a worthless win for either team. But uh, moving on to Tennessee at the L.A. Chargers. This is another very interesting game. I've got the L.A. Chargers. I've got the Chargers picked, too. I think they're really starting to find themselves, especially with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen healthy, who Keenan Allen is better than... Mike Williams. Yeah, that's what Chad's going to say, but we'll see who gets more targets and more points next Let's week. Let's see. Let's fucking see. All right. We can easily make that a whiskey wager. Uh, moving on to Cincinnati at Tampa Bay. I've got Cincy. Tampa Bay is going to win their division with a losing record. Uh, Cincinnati is not. Cincinnati wins easily. Yeah, easily. Tampa Bay last week, they lost four key starters. They lost Vita Vea. Jamel Dean and a couple other big starters that I can't name right now because I'm a little drunk. But either way, yeah, it happened fast this week. It did. Cincy is going to win by 21 plus in this game. Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. I think he's going to be trying to get consolation with his new soccer girlfriend. He's got a girlfriend. Dang. Tom so Brady is the rumor. Quick. The rumor around the high the school. The rumor mill. All right. Moving on to New York Giants at Washington Redskins. This is a Whoa. redo. Don't fucking say that word, man. Redskins. I can't believe it. You are someone who carries that's the what they're going to name it forever, they I might as well call you. it that. I cannot believe you. And you call me racist. These racist motherfuckers. Jesus. Uh, the Washington Commanders. Uh, I got the Commanders picked in this one. I yep. think the Giants, you look at their last, I think, five or six games, they have a very not good record. Their first games, I think they were, what, 6-1, and 7-1, one, and, one, and now they're uh, – like uh, yeah, two bad. and four or something like that. All right, doing so uh, Barkley seems to be hurt with that neck injury, and that seems to really make a difference in their you know game plan. Uh, I have a question for the listeners out there. If you could help me figure this out, I'm in the please playoffs, help. and yes, please help me out. So, should I start Saquon Barkley against the Eagles or against the Commanders? Sorry. Or Isaiah Pacheco against the Texans, who's the Texans are the worst team against the run. I think you just answered your own question by saying that out loud. Well, I just need to get, you know, I want to get some input. Let's Chris. see what the people say. But Let's if I'm the people, the people I'm going Pacheco. It's Saquon Barkley. It's hard to pick against His that. His neck's falling off. Could, yeah, <laughs> that says a lot. I've uh, got the commanders picked in this one. They're right. favored by four and a half. This is the last game. So we're out of Sunday. We're into Monday. Yep. L.A. Rams versus Green Bay. I've got Green Bay. I think this one's pretty straightforward. The Rams are done. I don't know if you saw uh, or watched Monday Night Football from last week, but Troy Aitman was really bitching about that shitty game last week. So I'd see another – my prediction for this game is Troy Aitman throwing another tantrum because it's another bad game. Terrible offensive game. Yep. So Packers are going to win this game because the Rams suck. All right. Well, that's going to bring us to the DDOE. Wait, one sec, dude. I just want to give a little. I know you're fucking ready to get out of here. I got to pee. Go fucking pee. I'm going to cover the UFC real quick, man. Okay. Well, you do that. I'm going to go pee. Hurry up and make sure you You fucking lift up the lid, man. I'm getting in trouble. God damn. This week, we got a good UFC fight night to end the year. Um, Jared Cannonier versus Sean Strickland. Jared Cannonier, last time he fought, fought Israel Adesanya. 
you know, Izzy really picked him apart. He really just tried to avoid getting knocked out, which I do commend him for. That was a smart move. But Cannoneer is a dangerous motherfucker. And Sean Strickland's a total douche. Everybody hates him. He says all the worst things. Nobody likes him. He is... I I don't know how to put it, but just... Yeah, basically a total douche. And not that great of a fighter. It's a good main event. Um, later down on the card, uh, pay attention to Drew Dober. Uh, homer pick for me. He fights out of Denver versus Bobby Green. Bobby Green's a veteran. Fought nearly 50 fights in the UFC. He's a great guy. Got a lot of experience. Drew Dober looks like a fucking Avenger. Like he was created in a lab. But fights out of Denver, so I'm a homer for him. So I'm going for Dober. So we got a good UFC fight night to end the year. I know last week I got a little drunk. I forgot to preview the pay-per-view. It happens. It does happen. Alcohol. We have a good time here. But either way, if you don't have anything going on after the uh, Bills in Miami game, tune in to the UFC fight night. Now, Chris, let's get into the DDOE. Now we are at that point of the show. The DDOE, also known as the Daily Dose of Excellence, brought to you exclusively by John Daly. And right now, you're going to hear the musical stylings of that man. The legend himself, John Daly. I hit it hard. Back. That was John Daly with Hit It Hard, man. Chad, did you feel hit hard by that one? I did. The legend himself, John Daly. Man, the guy just pisses excellence every morning that he wakes up. Wouldn't that be so awesome to be sponsored by Hooters like his son who golfs for Arkansas? Yeah, he's got an NILD NIL deal with Hooters as his main sponsor. Maybe we go to Hooters and get free chicken wings. That'd be fucking sweet. Oh, man, I would eat there every day. Hooters, listen to this, please. Somebody, anybody. Anyways, so the Daily Dose of Excellence this week, once again brought to you by John Daly and Hooters. Uh, they're now an unofficial sponsor. Thank you, Hooters. Um, <laughs> this week, it is Nelson Aguilar, and he is... Helping out Devontae Parker. Uh, this is kind of a crazy sequence of events in the NFL world. You see a wide receiver catch a ball, take a hit. Clearly, everybody on his team knows he is concussed or something is not right. He's waddling well, when he gets up. They're in the two-minute offense. So they're immediately trying to get back on the ball. And you see Nelson Aguilar just frantically... Um, I mean, Devontae Parker, I don't know how he does it. He's obviously out of it. Manages still to line up on sides in formation. And Devontae Parker is just trying everything he can. Or not Devontae Parker. I'm sorry. Nelson Aguilar is trying everything he can to get the, the referees and notice him that Devontae Parker is like out on his feet. Yeah. And he still was. I mean, they, they finally got the play whistle dead. And they got him off the field. But this is one of those situations, much like, you know, the Tua situation where. I mean, this guy takes one more hit. You're talking about, like, it could be serious permanent yeah. brain damage. 
And the guy was clearly out wobbly. The same thing happened in the Chiefs game with Russell Wilson. And like with the Tua stuff that happened in like what week three or week four, stuff's changing very quickly in the NFL landscape. And these head injuries, I don't know what it is, man. I, I know we- what it is. It's not helmet to helmet. It's rarely players causing it's other whipping to the ground. It's the ground. When are they going to put pillows underneath the turf? These guys need pillows. Come on. Yeah. It's not com- it's not rocket science. Remember that trampoline basketball league that happened there for that a That was, was like awesome. On, uh, TNT or yeah. uh, Spike TV, I yeah, think it was what Spike it used TV to be. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I loved that shit, man. It looked fun. Yeah. No, I mean, that's basically what they need to do because that's what's happening. I mean, you've got these big-ass fucking 280, 270-pound defensive linemen whipping down these little quarterbacks and... You get all that momentum going like that. The first thing to hit your head. I mean, I guess Russell Wilson. I still haven't seen a picture, but I guess he had a fucking he lump had a on his head. Goose egg on yeah. his head. Yeah. And you know, it's stuff like this where it's just like, man, like I'm surprised we haven't seen more people die in the NFL. Oh, I know. I just don't want to, you know. But I mean, either way, no, we got to mention who deserves the daily dose of which Nelson is Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar, yeah. which has saved his buddy's life. Yeah, he's. And instead of worrying about the game or the score or anything like that, which is minuscule when it comes to a player's safety, he tried taking a knee and tried stopping the play, which he eventually was able to do to get Devontae Parker out of the game. Yeah, and it's like I said, you watch the hit that Devontae Parker took. Like when he got up, he I mean people like had to like readjust him once he stood up to like get him to walk in a straight line. It's just like how can the how is there somebody who's like uh, for one, uh, some sort of neurologist to be watching these games like as a third party, not right. notice that. That's what even somebody like me or you, yeah, who don't know shit, can tell that guy's knocked the fuck out. Supposedly, there's spotters now. Yeah, where they're supposed to be looking for this. I don't know what the hell they were looking. That's what I'm at. saying. I think they're maybe like the cheerleaders or something like that. Like, how can you not tell that this guy couldn't line up to the line of scrimmage because it was just clear as day. And they should have stopped play because this guy needed to be taken off the field. And that's why this guy deserves the award this week because, I mean, the the fact that he could have gone another play and maybe take another hit, like Chris said, could have led to way more damage. And Devontae Parker is probably buying many rounds, probably buying a watch for this guy because that's what he deserves. Yeah, he does. I mean, it's it's you never know anymore. I mean... Like we said, we're lucky we haven't seen that many people actually die playing football. But, I mean, God forbid you see something like that where a guy's clearly knocked out, take another hit, and lose his life. I mean, that could be the end of it. Yeah, we never want to see that. Or just, like, you know, take a concussion and be out multiple weeks. It's Somebody just, winds up a vegetable or some shit like that. We like, never want to see that. You know, if they're ever shaken up. I mean, that's just it. We all realize that these guys pretty much are the modern-day gladiators and we know that they're putting their lives and their brains on the line. We aren't too far from watching people kill one another again. (laughs) It's kind of a, a, like a, a subtle gladiator version of everything. And so, you know, the fact that a guy would step in and realize that, Hey, this guy's hurt. We need to get him off the field says a lot about his character. So Nelson Aguilar, I commend you. You deserve this daily dose of excellence awarded by John Daly himself. And so, from the Fringe Fanatics Sports Podcast, this exactly. one is to you, 
Nelson Aguilar. Way Cheers to, go, to you, man. man. Thinking of others. <sighs> and one quick, uh, we don't normally do this, but I wrote it down. We talked about him. Hansel Emanuel. I don't know if you've seen this guy. He is a one-armed D1 college athlete playing basketball. There's a video we'll probably post along with this. We're not going to go super deep into it, but go check him out. This guy might make it into the NBA. Uh, what was his name for the Seahawks, the two brothers, the twins? Oh, my God. Fuck, you put me on the spot. Uh, Griffith? Gri- Griffin? Gr- Griffin. Shaquille, Shaquille Griffin. And Shaquille. Uh, was Shaquille was one of them. Uh, Shaquem or yeah, something like that. Something like that. Playing with one hand. One of them was born. They're twins. Uh, the umbilical cord got wrapped around one of their arms. They basically had to amputate one of the twins' arms. Both of them wound up playing in the NFL. The one who did have one arm just recently retired um, and said he thanked the NFL for everything they did for him, but you know he's going to go do bigger and better things, kind of realizing he reached the limit of what he could do in the NFL. But this guy, Hansel Emanuel, they're talking about him. He might be a legitimate NBA player with one arm, and in this video we're gonna we're gonna tag on this post when we release the episode. This guy shoots his own free throw, mind you, one arm. It, it he misses, which it is what it is. There's plenty of guys with two arms that miss free throws. This guy not only misses, gets the rebound and dunks the shit out of the ball over people with two arms. This guy's awesome. Check him out. Make sure you know about him. Who knows what's gonna happen, but. I mean, if a guy with one arm can make it in the NBA, what the hell are you doing with your life? There's nothing stopping you. Exactly. All right, Chad. We're at the end now. And I just want to say, we got new lights. Things look good. I feel like we look good. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, we're moving on up. Things are looking better. Things are feeling better. And it's only going up from here. Each week, we're upgrading. We want to thank our sponsors once again. Mark Martin Archery. Sarah Rose Daycare. My parents. Sarah's Playhouse Daycare. Sorry, Mom. And then Huddle Hat. Check them out. Amazing hats with a face mask. Doyle Lamphere. He he ran into us at the live stream out in Lot D at the Empower Field. Yep. He's selling beanies. They've He's got a whole bunch of different. Go to beans. the Instagram, Huddle Hat. Yep. You'll find them. You'll see him at Huddle Hat. Um, I bought one. They're fucking cool. They're now our unofficial sponsor. We will be tagging them in this episode. Make sure and go and check them out. We appreciate each and every one of you. And if you are listening right now, please like, share, subscribe, follow, and rate us. It makes all the difference in the world, and it's not that big of a deal for you guys to do it. It's clicking one button, liking one thing, sharing one thing. And once again, if you guys got any ideas for next week's Daily Dose of Excellence, you got any stories, local stories, Anything. please send them our way. We will promote it. Yeah, just we're you know, we got a lot of work going on. So if you guys can alleviate a little bit of that, by all means, we'll That'd greatly much, appreciate it. We already love you all to death. Chat with you. Love you, brother. Cheers to you. Yep. Episode 15. In the books, French Fanatics. We'll see you guys next time. Thank <laughs> you.